0: Well, good morning, everyone, and if there are any guests here today, we want to welcome you. Would you kindly raise your hands? The ushers have some information they'd like to get to you. We welcome all of you this morning on this Memorial Day weekend. Praise God. At the end of the service, we're going to be handing out, the ushers are going to be handing out something called the power of your words. This is put together by... Pastor George Pearson's down in Eagle Mountain uh, Church, which is, he's uh, Brother Copeland's son-in-law. Just some great things there. You want to add it to your library, refer to it uh, from time to time, and remind yourself to speak the Word of God. We're doing the Speak the Word of God Challenge, amen? And uh, it's exciting. So this weekend, we celebrate Memorial Day. Memorial Day remains... One of America's most cherished patriotic observations. The spirit of this day has not changed. It remains a day to honor those who died defending your freedom and my freedom. It is a day where we pray for those families and those that have been impacted by the loss of loved ones. Someone once said this many years ago. That a hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. So this day, let's observe, let's remember the many blessings of the Lord upon our great nation. Let us remember all those that have given their lives sacrificially to fight for freedom. All of the heroes. You know some, I know some. I was touched this morning as I was watching a little video clip out of Tulsa from Mark and Janet Brzee's church. And I want to show that next year. But just um, at the gravesite, just the little children weeping over the loss of a loved one. Let us never forget and we will never forget. Amen. Thank God for freedom in this land. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you this morning in the name of Jesus, thanking you. And praising you so much for the freedom that you have given us in Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for those men and those women in yesterday and yesteryears and yesterdecades, Lord, that have given their life so freely, fighting for this nation and for freedom. We will never forget. We surround all of their loved ones today with our faith, with our love. Minister comfort to those that are hurting in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray, Lord God, that the Spirit of God and the Spirit of glory would rest strong upon them this day. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. And all that agreed said, Amen. Just a couple of quotes. uh, They're getting off the platform here in a moment, and we'll pray. Just a couple quotes from The Power of Your Words, which are going to be doing as a handout. It's both-sided. I love this. There's nothing in this earth so great or so powerful, including the physical body, that cannot be turned around by your words. We can turn around any situation with faith-filled words. Another quote is this. We don't have a choice. Uh, whether or not we live by words we do however have a choice of what words are whose words we live by and then another quick one here if our mouths will feed our hearts the word of faith when we don't need it or in other words when everything's going real good and real smooth our hearts will feed our mouths the word of faith when we do need it because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth is going to speak amen So we appropriate what is ours in Christ by making God's Word a daily part of our vocabulary. We are to confess what we can do in Christ, who we are in Christ, and what we have in Christ. Amen? Amen. How many of you have been able to speak the Word of God uh, all month long? Just raise your hand. Awesome. That's great. Father, we just come now before you. Thank you, Father, for your Word. And thank you for the Holy Ghost. We know that the word and the spirit of God agree. And so we ask you, sir, for utterance. And we set ourselves in agreement that which is needed and that which is right for this time that we have together. Lord, may we be in the spirit and not in the flesh. And Lord, we give you praise and glory for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, I agree. agree. Amen. All right, let's go over to Psalms 34. Psalms 34, and uh, I want to look at a few verses here, and uh, we'll begin in verse 12, verse 12, Psalm 34, what is man, what man is he that desireth life, and loveth many days that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips that they speak no guile and then verse 14 depart from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it so I want to unpack verses 12 through 14 today I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me in this direction notice with me again in verse Twelve, What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days that he may see good? How many of you would volunteer for a good life? How many of you, how many volunteers do we have for the abundant God kind of life? The God quantity and the God quality of life. Now that absolutely lines up with John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I'm come that you might have life. Amen. Amen. And have it more abundantly. Amen. I come that you may enjoy life, have an abundance to the full till it overflows. The only kind of life that Jesus gives is a good life. Yeah. Many of you came out of darkness. Can you testify today that that was a bad life? and because it was a bad life is because some of you were bad boys and bad girls (laughs) yielding to the bad devil (laughs) and as a result of those things bad things happened well somebody says there were some good things that happened well that was the mercy of God aren't you glad for the mercy of God But that's the only kind of life Jesus gives. He gives a good life. He gives a far better life. Hallelujah. That's why we say all the time, thank God I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the God kind of life now look over to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 we'll go back to Psalms 34 I want you to see something in the amplified version if if you could pull that up there for me I appreciate it it says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus born anew that we may do those good works which God predestined planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time thank God That we should walk in them and living what kind of life? Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now just because he prearranged and prepared a good life for you and me does not mean that we will automatically walk in that. But there are some things that we can do to make sure that we're walking in and living in those things that he's made ready for us. Hallelujah. Now notice this again. That we should walk in them. Living the good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. What I want to talk to you this morning about is good days. Hallelujah. Good days. Now, one way, but not the only way, that we're going to lead a good life and have good days is we've got to to get a grip on this. Years ago, someone wrote a book called Hung by the Tongue. We don't want to be hung by anything, especially our tongue, because we do have the choice of what words we're going to speak. And we have the choice of whose words we're going to live by. So let's keep unpacking this. Go back now, reverse back to Psalm 34, verse 12. And then we'll look at verse 13. What man is he that desireth life? To live the good life, we must desire the good life. And loveth many days. Good days and living many days is the will of God. That he may see good. That he may see good. Now notice verse 13. Keep thy tongue from evil and that thy lips speak no guile let's look at that keep thy tongue from evil and that thy lips speak no guile if we want to see good we must speak good and God's word is good Philemon says we are to acknowledge the good things which are in us in Christ Jesus. Does it not? Romans 12, 21 says that we are not to be overcome by evil, but we are to overcome evil with what? With good. good. Good always trumps evil. If you will align your believer and your speaker with God's good word. Say it with me, I shall not be overcome overcome. with evil, evil. but I will continuously overcome overcome. evil Evil. with with good. Now, looking at this season that we're in on speaking God's word, evil words are corrupt words. Evil words are corrupt words. And oftentimes when people think of evil words, they think of cursing and they think of cussing or, you know, those types of things. And that is evil and that is wrong. But evil words are a lot more vast, if you will, than just that category of cursing. I want you to see this. Living life. Keep your tongue From evil, and that your slips speak no guile. Now, go over to Ephesians 4 29 and let's remind ourselves of this scripture. Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 29th verse. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus says this: let no corrupt communication ever. Come out of your mouth. But only that which is good to the use of edifying. What does the word edifying mean? Right? It means to build up. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. Now let's stop right there. On one side of the coin, we're not to allow our words to tear down Or to be something that would put another person down. Our words should be ministering grace to the hearers. Amen? But your words are not just being heard by those who are hearing you, next to you. Your words are also being heard by you. And so he's saying, don't ever let... Any corrupt word ever come out of your mouth. The Amplified says, Let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome, worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Now, the word corrupt means crooked, it means rotten, it means foul. The word foul means contaminated or poisonous. You probably heard the statement in years past. Man, that person's got a foul mouth. Have you ever been in a restaurant and you're trying to have dinner with your wife or dinner with a friend and a booth or two over? I mean, they're just throwing all these words out there. It's just (laughs) grieving to the hearer that's foul mouthed but did you know that as Christians it's possible for us to have foul mouths words that don't build us up but tear us down words that are not life but words that are death words that are poisonous me saying that I'm unworthy is foul language it's evil Me saying that I don't know what in the world I'm ever going to do about paying these bills is corrupt communication. For me, it is. Because why? Because I know better. Because I have this book right here. And this book right here has given me some light. It's given me some direction. It's also given me some correction. And the entrance of this word over these years has brought light to you and to me. And him that knoweth to do good or to speak good and to guard his or her mouth and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. Now don't get mad at me. (laughs) To me and for me, doubt is fall language. Fear is fall language. Me being critical of Jeff's hairdo or Chris's shoes? Let's see who else here. Me being critical and judgmental about Doug over there, that's foul language. It's corrupt communication. Me being critical about myself and putting myself down with some sort of false humility is wrong. It is foul. It is Poisonous. So be careful what you say about yourself. Speaking from your circumstance and speaking from your feelings is always an open door to foul language. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I don't have a foul mouth. Amen. Believers should not have foul mouths. Believers should have faith-filled mouths. Love-filled mouths. Grace-filled lives. Mouths. Amen. Glory to God. Practice this this week. Go be a blessing to someone. Take them out for lunch. Well, I don't have the money for lunch. Well, take them for a cup of coffee. Well, I don't have money for a cup of coffee. That's foul language. (laughs) Just practice being a blessing. One thing I learned from my spiritual father is he'd say over and over again, Lord, make me a blessing. Make me a blessing. You can bless people or curse people with your mouth. Speak kind words. Practice it in the home, Amen. And then go out and be a blessing. Okay, Numbers chapter thirteen. We got to get got got to get with it now. Number thirteen, verse two. Numbers the thirteen chapter the second verse. Moses, of course, spake. Uh, the Lord spake to Moses, and here's what He said, verse two: Send thou men. That they may search the land of Canaan, which I give. Which I give. When God says, I give, know for a surety that it is given as a gift. Unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers, send you a man, every one a ruler among them. And now let's drop down to verse 17. Verse 17, and Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get you up this way southward and go up into the mountain. I'm going to keep continue to read verse 18, and see the land what it is and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what land is that that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they may may be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds? Don't you know that God already knew all that? Yeah. So he's sending them out there to see, and I believe this, that this is a test of obedience to them. On what they would do with what God already said, it's yours. Yeah. I've never said that before. Verse 20. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether they be wood therein or not. And then he goes so, He says something else here. But one thing for sure, you better be of good courage. Be of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of first ripe grapes. Verse 21. So they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin unto Rahab, as men unto Hamath. And they came to the brook of Eschol, and cut down from there a branch with one cluster of grapes. And they bare it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. And the place was called the brook of Eschol, Because of the cluster of grapes, which the children of Israel cut down from thence. And they returned from searching out the land, how many days? Forty days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron, and to all the congregation of the children of Israel, under the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them. And to all the congregation... They showed them the fruit of the land, and they told them, and they did say this, We came unto the land where you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it nevertheless. The word nevertheless means but. The word nevertheless means however. However. Surely he took my sicknesses and carried my diseases. However, however, yes, God meets my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. But, be careful of the neverthelesses. Take heed unto the howevers. Because double confessions don't work. Now listen, when faith talks, faith talks faith. Faith talks the answer, not the answer and then the however. A double-minded man is unstable, come on somebody, not in most of his ways, but in all of his ways. And I'm not preaching up here telling you I've done this perfect. I've had a lot of neverthelesses coming out of my mouth. Over the years. But God's checked me. Amen. God's pointed it out to me. Double confessions don't work. Yeah, the, the land's great. It's awesome. Yeah. However. However. Nevertheless, verse 28, Nevertheless, the doctor said, Nevertheless, my back is killing me. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. They missed it right there. They looked at the people being stronger than the strong word that they had received or their strong God. And the cities are walled and and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now they're going into moreover. Fear is building. And then the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Termites, they dwell in the mountains. And oh my goodness, Brother George, the Canaanites, They dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Dear me. Now, Caleb had a different spirit. Caleb and Joshua, I know I said it wrong. Caleb and Joshua had a different spirit. They had the spirit of an overcomer. And they had the spirit of faith. And just like you do. Say me, I have, I have the same spirit of faith, spirit of faith that, Caleb that Caleb had. Yes. Woo glory. Say me, I have, I have not trying to get, trying the, same to get. the same spirit of faith that David had. David had. Yeah. Shandala Basai. Thank you, Jesus. Oh man. Verse thirty. And Caleb said, boys, shut up. Caleb is still the people before Moses and said, let us, all of us, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. (laughs) Hallelujah. I believe I'm looking at a church that's well able. Well able. well able. Glory to God. But nevertheless. The men that went up with him said. They believed this. We be not able. You be able. I be not able. To go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. We. Listen, as long as they believed that and said that, they were not able. But I think we ought to shout just for a minute on this glorious fact that God's made you able. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, Pastor Mark, I know God's able, but he's made you able. The question is, is are you willing to yield to his ability? That's a big one right there. Now, I'm going to quote it to you for the sake of time. But I want you to read this for yourself. Find it in your Bible. Colossians 1.12 says this. It says, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us able, the Father With whom there is unlimited ability has put his ability on the inside of you. Giving thanks to the Father. Thank you, Father. You've made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Thank you, Lord, for this land of flowing that flows with milk and honey. This land of our rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. This glorious land of the Spirit-filled life. Lord, we tap into our inheritance through the ability that you've given us. The ability of faith. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm able, I'm able, I'm able. able. through Through Jesus Christ. Now notice with me in verse 32. Verse 32, remember, let no corrupt, foul, evil words ever come out of your mouth. And they brought up, what? Evidently, it's something that they had on the inside of them. Something that they were thinking about because it was brought up. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched under the children of Israel saying, the land... To which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. In other words, they're basically saying they're eating up everybody that comes into that land. And we are just lunch for them. Verse 32. And there we saw, everyone saw everyone say saw. saw and there we saw the giants my lord the sons of Anak are there That sons of Anak probably look like one of them star war enemies which come of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight They saw the giants, and then immediately they saw themselves. They measured themselves according to the stature of the giants because they forgot the stature of their God. And as a result, we became in our own sight... a bug you know what you do with bugs god never told them they were grasshoppers they talked themselves right into a grasshopper mentality because they were walking by sight walking by sight will always diminish the image of God in you. Did you catch that? Say that with me. Walking by sight will always diminish. What did I say? I don't even remember. The God inside of you. My, my, my. So, walking by sight then will always give place to an evil report. An evil report is the opposite of a good report. God's word is always a good report. So what am I going to do? I'm going to side in with God. I'm going to side in with the good report. I'm going to believe the report that has been revealed to me. And I'm going to see good. This came right up out of my spirit the other day as I was studying. They had a choice. And here's what they did. They sided in with what they saw, not with what God said. They sided in with what they saw, not with what God had said. Let's turn to Isaiah 53. You ready to shout? Hallelujah. Man, this word will change your life. Ask the Lord to help you by his spirit to set a watch over the words of your mouth. And if you've missed it, and we all have, just plead the blood. Hallelujah. Isaiah 53 in verse one, this is shouting ground right here. It says, "Who hath believed our report? Hallelujah. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The answer to that question is this: That's you, that's me. We believe the report of the Lord. And the arm of the Lord, which speaks of his great resurrection power that tore up devils in his own backyard, that will tear up debt, that will remove cancers out of your life. The arm of the Lord is revealed to men and women just like you and me. Because we believe and we speak the good report of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the bolder you are about it, the stronger you'll get. And boldness is not always demonstrated in the loudness of one's voice. But boldness is always demonstrated by an unreserved utterance that the Spirit of God will give you. Boldness will rise up on the inside of you as you boldly declare what he has had to say about you. And it will position yourself for his arm to be revealed in every area of your life. Hallelujah. Man. I'm happy in Christ today. How about you? So say this when day. I believe. And I declare. God's good report. And the arm of the Lord Lord. is revealed in my life. life. He desires life. And see many good days. Let him refrain his lips from evil. And that his mouth, his lips speak no guile or no deceit. Ephesians 3.20 says God's doing for me. And God's doing for you, exceeding. God's able. Come on, somebody. We better look at that. Amen. Glory to God, Pastor Tom. If you'd come to the piano and the praisers and worshipers, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I sense the spirit of the Lord watching over his word right now to perform it in your behalf. He wants to put a grand performance on in your life. Hallelujah. Your smartphone is what? Voice activated, right? Your smartphone, kind of, we could say it this way, watches over what you say to perform it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, the apostle and high priest of our confession... Wants to put a well-timed, grand performance on in your life. Give him his word and watch him do what he said he would do. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3 verse 20. I want us to read this together just kind of in, in, uh, in the light of what we've said today. Let's go. Ready, read. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all that we ask or think. Let's stop right there. Number one, God's able. Able to do what? Way out beyond all that you can ask or think. That to me is the good life. That's the God kind of life. Now notice with me, it's according to the power that works in us. It's according to his ability, which he's given us through the measure of faith But it's got to work in you. I want to encourage you. As we end this 30-day Speak the Word of God challenge, continue to say what God said. Continue to speak the Word of God. And the power of God shall be activated in your life. And Jesus will be glorified and great and mighty things. He will do for you and do for me. Let's stand up, everybody. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Lift both hands toward in heaven and say this with me. God's doing for me, exceeding abundantly. Above all, I can ask or think, because I believe and declare the ability of God, the spirit of faith, it's working in me. Therefore, I declare the decree. The greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Doubt, I resist you. Fear, I resist you. In the name of Jesus, I purpose in my heart. From this morning onward, I will not allow foul language to ever come out of my mouth. I apply the blood of Jesus over past words, over past phrases that have been filled with doubt and fear. But today's a new day. I will seek truth and speak truth and live the truth. Well, I know somebody really needs to hear this message. Yeah, you listen to it again. (laughs) You and me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just have a great, great time with family and friends. Tonight again at 630. You'll have a great word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Soon as you get your materials, you can be dismissed. Amen.